0: what is going on friends thank you for joining us for the new vision podcast we here at new vision believe that the gospel transforms lives so we're going to take an opportunity to open up god's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like jesus hey new vision this is Ben curtis as we continue our podcast through the book of joshua let me just set the context for today's reading You know, Israel's crossed the Jordan River. They're on the plains of Jericho. And if you've been around church at all, or maybe you attended pretty much any vacation Bible school in the 1980s or the 90s, you know what's going to happen next, right? The walls come tumbling down. But right now, they're on the plains of Jericho. They've circumcised a new generation of guys who had not been circumcised in the wilderness. And they're about to celebrate Passover. So let me read our text. This is Joshua chapter 5. Verses 10 through 12. This is from the Christian Standard Bible. Let me read it and then we'll jump in. While the Israelites camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they observed the Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the month. The day after Passover, they ate unleavened bread and roasted grain from the produce of the land. And the day after they ate from the produce of the land, the manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they ate from the crops of the land of Canaan that year. Okay, so just a couple of verses today, and and, you know, as I was thinking about this, I see at least two things that I think God wants for His people in these verses. Uh, One being this, He wants us to continually reinforce His grace in our lives. And the second one being, He wants us to experience and enjoy what it means for Him to be our provider. So let's talk about those in in turn. Uh, First of all, He wants us to continually reinforce His grace in our lives. And He uses all sorts of ways to do that, to reinforce His grace. But for Israel, it often involves physical places, and He would use spiritual festivals. And so in verse 10, this is kind of a tie-over from last time, but we read, That they're camping at this place called Gilgal and I looked up that word Gilgal means the rolled away place so back in verse 9 the Lord had told Joshua today I've rolled away the disgrace of Egypt from you so it's kind of a play on words and from this point forward Gilgal every time you hear that name it would be a reminder that God removed the disgrace of Egypt from them. And so God accomplished this through this uh, event uh, that became a feast uh, called Passover. Again, another reminder of His grace. So they hear the name Gilgal. They remember he rolled away the disgrace of Egypt. When they celebrate Passover, they're actually remembering how God did that. Passover is this Jewish festival that God instituted 40 years to the day and they had this meal and again it was a reminder of how he brought them miraculously out of Egypt and he put this in place again is another reminder of his grace it's important I think for us to remember that these people here on the plains of Jericho they're not reading this they're living it they're living it out but future generations would read about this and uh, they would apply it to their current situation. So, you know, think centuries later when the Israelites find themselves in Babylon, Babylonian captivity. They're in Babylon. They've been carried away and, and they're reading this and they're thinking, man, if if God could roll away the disgrace of Egypt, he can roll away the disgrace of Babylon and you know maybe even more in the future in the early church they're reading it they're thinking if God could do this if he could roll away the disgrace of Egypt and Babylon and Assyria well then he can roll away the disgrace of Rome and I think that's how we need to understand this passage today God wants us to as his people to be just continually reminded of his grace he wants he wants to bring us to Gilgal he wants to roll away the disgrace and roll away the shame in our lives and it's important for us to realize this is not a co-working project. He wants to do it. He, he says, I have done this. I have rolled away the reproach, the disgrace of Egypt. And he does this for us through Jesus Christ. In fact, uh, was reminded, Hebrews chapter 13 says that Jesus endured our shame. He endured our disgrace outside the city gate on the cross. And maybe for some of you, you just need to be reminded of that today, that He can roll it away. Or maybe God's going to bring someone into your life this week that needs this reminder. He can roll it away. He can roll away our disgrace. Now, unless you're a Jewish believer, you probably don't observe the the Feast of Passover. But this was another just reinforcement, reminder of God's grace. And I think for us as uh, New Covenant believers, whenever we gather together on Sundays, when we celebrate communion, you know, when we have our our quiet time, a time of prayer, a time of fellowship with believers. These are times when we're doing this, when we're reinforcing God's grace. We're reminding one another of what God has done, that He can roll away our shame. He can roll away our our sin. He wants to. He can. He has. He will. And so the first lesson is that God calls us to remember and reinforce His grace. But the other lesson that I see is that God always provides for His people. So let me read again verses 11 through 12 in case you missed it. The day after Passover they ate unleavened bread and roasted grain from the produce of the land. And the day after they ate from the produce of the land, the manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they ate from the crops of the land of Canaan that year. So they crossed over the Jordan. They entered the Promised Land for forty years. Think about this: for forty years they had been eating manna that that God had miraculously provided every single day. I mean, it's a whole story you can read about it in Numbers. But now God is telling us in these verses, the manna is over. It's done. I thought I thought about you know how the taste buds of this entire generation they only knew manna, right? and then now they're in the promised land, they're in the land of milk and honey and fruit and grain, and it's amazing. I mean it's like a taste bud explosion of God's provision in their lives after eating manna for all those years. Here's the thing, God provides in different ways at different times. God provides for His people through manna from heaven, which was amazing, which was miraculous, but I think we'd all agree that the manna they ate for 40 years was inferior to the way God provided for His people once they were in the Promised Land. And I also think we'd agree that the way He provided for them in the Promised Land was more ordinary and less miraculous, but it still came from His hand. He was still providing in both cases. And the big lesson here, God always provides for His people. And we all experience His provision in different ways at different times in our life. And you experience it. You enjoy it. You're satisfied. You're content in it. These people have gone from manna in the wilderness to milk and honey in the promised land. So maybe today you just need to just thank God for being Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And you need to thank God for all of the ordinary ways that He provides for you and your family. Sometimes we long for the extraordinary thing. God, I'm believing you for a miracle. God, keep those miracles coming. But God may be saying to us, you know, that's actually inferior to the feast that I have for you in my everyday ordinary provision now that you've crossed over from the Jordan and you're in the spiritual promised land. So what if someone comes up to me and says, hey, Ben, you won't believe this. I owed $99.99 on my cell phone bill, and today I found $100 in the parking lot of the church. God exists, God is good, God provides. But you know, here's what I would say back to that person. You know, I too owed $99.99 on my cell phone bill, but you know what? I got my paycheck, which was way more than $99.99, and I paid for it. God exists, God is good, and God provides. The point is this, God's provision is evident in both. He provides in extraordinary ways, He provides in ordinary ways. But either way, we look to Him as the God who provides. And if you know Him, you've experienced that provision and you can enjoy it. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Andrew Cloud will be with us to take us through verses 13 through 15. And until then, God just help us to be a people who have this habit of reinforcing your grace in our lives and help us to experience and enjoy